Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. How are you all? I hope you're all doing well. This week I'm going to talk about being Irish. So I put this up on my story as one of my options to talk about last week and it actually got a lot more votes than I anticipated it would. So I said I would definitely cover that topic this week. I actually then put up on my story last night, basically I'm going, I'm going home today. Uh, it's quarter to 12 now on Friday and I'm going home at, I think I have to leave my house here at three o'clock for my flight. So I thought I'd get it in before going home. I frantically realised that I would have to film it this morning at like half two last night. Basically, I came home from dance last night and I was just like running around the place like a headless chicken. Like I had to wash my hair, do my tan, you know, do all the, the party prep. And of course, pack, which I literally, I just, packing really freaks me out because I'm always convinced I've forgotten something important. Like I will make constant checklists on my phone and I will go over it so, so many times. And I feel like no matter how many times I make and check off a checklist, I'll always forget something. Always. It's just a given. Anyway, yeah, got to like two o'clock and finally I was like, right, I can go to sleep. And then I was like, oh my God, if I want a podcast to come out, because uh, I've been kind of putting them out between like Tuesday and Thursday. And so if I want to have one done for next Tuesday slash Wednesday, Thursday, then I need to do it before going back to Belfast because I'm not going to do it when I'm in Belfast because I'm not bringing this big fuck off mic home with me. Have you seen the size of it? Oh my God, it's ginormous. So last night I put up on my story... I put up a little question box saying what is your favorite thing or things about being Irish and then the next one said is there anything you dislike about being Irish or anything about Ireland itself and the people that you view negatively so I'm going to start off with the positives although <laughs> I probably should start off with the negatives because I don't want to end on like a really bad note but I also don't want to start in a bad note. So I'm going to start off with people's favorite things. Then we'll do, then we'll talk about things that people don't like about being Irish or about Ireland. And then I was thinking I can talk about some slang because come on, slang's the best thing about every country, I reckon. I just find people's slang like so interesting. Like when I went to Australia, I literally just, I'm such a sponge. Like I don't pick up accents, but I pick up other people's slang so easily and I'll just start using their words straight away. And then obviously I'll go home and I won't use those words in front of other people because if you do, you'd be absolutely mortified. People would be like, okay, Miss Girl, like where have you been? (laughs) But yeah, I really, really easily pick up on other people's slang and I just like really like learning other people's slang and like where it comes from and what it means and it's always really funny as well I don't know I just really like it so I'll go I'll do some Irish slang at the end of the podcast as well now I will just kind of give a bit of context for anyone listening that's not from Ireland so because a lot of people do get quite confused about this um I know like not that many people learn about Irish history obviously we do coming from Ireland but not yeah not a huge amount of people do so I will just give a bit of background. I mean, I'm not going to give you a whole history lesson here. One, because I genuinely don't know anything myself because I didn't listen to a word that was ever spoken in history class and then I dropped it as soon as I could in like third year. Um, Yeah, history was like my most hated subject ever, which is really sad because history is actually really, really interesting. Like I do find it interesting, but I just, 
the way it was taught and it, oh it was just so boring i also i also just think like your teacher can really really affect how you view a subject and i really just didn't like or get on with my history teacher so and that probably had a huge impact on it but yeah i my irish history knowledge is absolutely bleak i really really could do with reading a book or two about it but yeah i just thought i'd clear a few things up before we get started so basically I'm obviously talking about being Irish and right so Ireland is think of Ar- Ireland as an island so the island itself is called Ireland but Ar- Ireland is split up into two countries technically so it's split up into the nor- Northern Ireland which is like where I'm from so the capital is Belfast and then the south which is called the Republic of Ireland and that's like so Dublin is the capital of the Republic. So when I'm talking about being Irish, I'm just kind of talking generally about being from anywhere in Ireland. I know that consists of two countries and I know that Northern Ireland belongs to the UK. So people can identify as British or Irish or just Northern Irish. <laughs> it's all very confusing, I know. But yeah, when I talk about being Irish, I'm just talking about being from anywhere within Northern Ireland or the Republic of Ireland, seeing as we are all from Ireland. I mean, it makes sense, no? But yeah, being from Belfast, obviously I have dual nationality, kind of. Yeah, I have dual, na- dual nationality. It's always a lot more fancy than it was. Like, I wish my dual nationality was something cool like French and Spanish. It's not. It's just... British and Irish so I have a British passport and a British and sorry I have a British passport and an Irish passport you can choose to have both you can choose to have one you can have neither but yeah I have both I'm not going to discuss religion in this because I'm not religious whatsoever I personally very much identify as being Irish however I completely understand that other people identify as being British and that's fine I literally could not care less. <laughs> you literally, you can identify as whatever you want to identify as. That does not affect my life or how I live or how I see us as a country or a community or whatever you want to view it as. But yeah, there's just been way too much divisiveness, obviously, across the board in Northern Ireland when it comes to religion and stuff. And I just wanted to make it clear that I could not give less of a fuck what anyone believes or what anyone wants to be in terms of whether they want to be United Ireland or part of the UK or neither. Anyone listening to this that's not from Ireland is probably like, what the fuck is she on about? Just do a bit of background research because honestly, I'm not going to sit here and explain like hundreds of years of history to you. But yeah, anyway, let's get going with the podcast. It's funny as well, because I did just say, like, I very much identify as being Irish. But, like, I remember as soon as... Well, it was, like, not that long ago, Australia, basically... Oh, yeah, it was when the whole Brexit happened. And, obviously, then the UK were able to, like, renegotiate things with certain countries. And they negotiated with Australia that you no longer... So, basically, prior to this, all... EU countries had to to obtain a working holiday visa to go to Australia so anyone could obtain a one-year working holiday visa and then if you wanted to obtain a second year you could do the three months farm work that I did and then apply for your second year and then they also introduced then that you could actually do a third year um, but to obtain that third year you'd have to do six months of farm work 
that was like that that was just an agreement kind of across the board with all EU countries and also loads of other countries as well not just EU countries but it was kind of like the EU as a whole so the UK could not couldn't have like a different situation going on with them whereas then when they left the EU they were able to like renegotiate that and say well you know what Australians don't have to do that when they come to the UK so like we don't think um people from the UK should have to do farm work going to Australia and they scrapped it so now as someone with a British passport you can go to Australia for three years working holiday visa without doing any farm work and when I found that out I was like and all of a sudden I am British Do you know what, though? It is actually a bit of a blessing having a British passport. Like, I didn't really realise it until I went away travelling. But there are a lot of, like, perks and just little, like, benefits you get. Like, things that maybe... Just easier to get visa extensions. Easier to get entry into a country without having applied for anything prior to it. Literally just because of having a British passport. But actually, now that the UK have left the EU, it's really good to have an Irish passport for just for travel within the EU. Also, if I want to study within the EU, if I want to just do like a year abroad or like work for a year in Spain or like literally anything like that, it makes things so much easier by having a Irish passport. So I'm very blessed to have the best of both worlds, pretty much. I will say, though, the Irish passport is a lot more flattering. It's a black and white photo. And honestly, it works wonders. Well, who would have thought a black and white photo can make you look that much better? Okay, so judging by everyone's replies to my Instagram story, the main thing everyone seems to love about being Irish is how much the world loves us. <laughs> Don't mean to sound really vain or like I'm tooting my own horn here but literally every country I've ever been in everyone's obsessed with the Irish and I'm judging by all of your replies it's the same for everyone it's just like automatically when you introduce yourself to someone and they hear your accent or you tell them you're Irish they're just they just automatically think you're gonna be great crack the Irish have this like have this stereotype for being like big drinkers and being like really funny and I don't know just being able to handle their drink um and going out loads I guess I that probably comes with like the Irish bars being everywhere I assume and yeah we just have this reputation and for some reason people absolutely love us everywhere we go (laughs) does anyone else like play up to it I definitely play up to it when I'm abroad but I'm like yeah I'm Irish (laughs) it's such a good thing to have honestly and it's a huge contrast to people's reaction of people being English or from or like British I guess do you know what's really weird to me right so not that many people who actually identifies as British okay because Welsh people identify as Welsh Scottish people say they're Scottish Irish people say they're Irish so that just leaves the English people to identify as British like who in their right mind wants to be associated with the British Empire do you know what I mean (laughs) But yeah, like I feel like abroad, like on holidays, I don't know why, but English people, I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you're English, but you do have a bad reputation. I think it's like from being, I don't know, for being a bit bratty and loud and stuff, but English people do have a bad reputation abroad. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say it, but um, yeah, everyone loves the Irish. Yeah, like someone said, it being a personality trait in any country that you go to, which is 100% correct. I definitely, this is like a big personality trait of mine. Okay, so someone has sent in that one of their favourite things about being Irish is being is that being fluent in Irish is really cool. Um, so I wish I could relate to this. I literally cannot speak a word of Irish. Actually, no, that's a lie. I can say slancha, which means cheers for anyone <laughs> that didn't know that. I feel like that's just the most basic thing. Like even people that aren't Irish know how to say slancha. But yeah, I didn't... So basically, in the North, if you go to Catholic school, you'll get taught Irish up until... Not not very far. Like, you only learn it until you're in third year. So for three years of secondary school, basically. And then you can choose to drop it so you don't even have to do it up to GCSEs or to any type of, like, formal examinations. Uh, whereas down South in the Republic... I'm pretty sure I mean I don't want to get this wrong but I'm almost certain that you have to do it to your junior cert but you don't have to do it to your leaving cert would that be right I think that's right but yeah your junior cert is like kind of the equivalent of GCSEs so yeah I can't imagine having to do it to then I am really I think it's such a shame that we don't get taught Irish in schools as much as I know I would kind of hate it I do think it is really important like I don't think we should be so like willing to lose uh, our like heritage and our, our original language also I'm almost certain it's like part of the Good Friday Agreement that we're supposed to keep learning it could be wrong about that as well but yeah I would have loved to have been taught Irish I know probably at the age of 12 13 I've been like oh fuck this but I think then when I would have been older I would have been like really grateful for being able to know a bit of Irish although I feel like it'd be one of those things like because I did Spanish to GCSE and I genuinely couldn't speak a word of Spanish to you know I, I can say like my name is Emma and I live in Belfast and I I genuinely couldn't say anything else. So I I reckon it would just be one of those things where you'd do it to you'd only do it for a few years and then it would get to like this age and I just wouldn't be able to say anything anymore. But I do I do really wish I knew more Irish and I think it's so cool that um people can speak fluent in it. My cousins actually they're not like my first cousins, but I think it's like my mum's cousins. They all live in a Irish speaking community in the north. They all go to Irish speaking schools. This is all in Belfast as well. I literally did not know this existed until my mum told us this. Yeah, they they speak Irish at home and everything. It's really cool actually. Their mum's Brazilian as well, so they speak Brazilian too. But yeah, they speak Brazilian, Irish and English. So cool. And I know there's lots of Irish speaking communities in the Republic probably a lot more than I would say than there is up north um actually my other first my actual cousins like my mum's brother and their kids they brought up their kids speaking Irish and they went to an Irish speaking school as well um obviously you can't just go to English speaking schools in the Republic and then just learn you just learn Irish to the junior sir as I said before but yeah I do really wish that it was more of a thing in the north it's even like, I do you know what I love? I love when you, you know, when you cross the border and you can tell because all, all of a sudden all the road signs are in English and Irish. I wish we had that in the north. 
I mean, it would probably be a bit useless because I wouldn't be able to read it. That was so stupid. Why do I wish that? I literally can't read Irish. Like, I wouldn't, it wouldn't make a difference because I wouldn't know what it says. But <laughs> I do kind of wish that was a thing. Do you know, I actually hadn't heard anyone speaking Irish. So, like, I'd obviously heard people just say, like, words and stuff to me if I'd asked them you know, how do you say this in Irish? I'd heard that. But I'd never actually heard like two people say like sat on a bus or in a cafe or whatever, just actually having a conversation in Irish until not this summer just passed, but the summer before that. I was in Donegal and this family were at the hostel I was staying at. Or it wasn't really, it wasn't a hostel. It was like, you know, like a and b kind of homestay. And they, yeah, this family of four were all sat around the table, the breakfast table, speaking Irish. And for so long, I was listening to them being like, what language are they speaking? And I said, I was with my ex-boyfriend at the time. I said to him, I really can't work out. Like what, I like, I keep thinking they're speaking English, but then, you know, when you basically like keep hear, keep thinking that you're hearing English words, but then you like try and zone in on it and nothing, like it's all just gibberish. So then I was like, no, what language are they speaking? And he's like, I'm pretty sure that's Irish. But it was like so bizarre for me to f- hear it for the first time. I don't know. It doesn't sound like how I expected it to sound like. But yeah, it was definitely cool to hear. Okay, so someone else has said that one of their favourite things about being Irish is that wherever you are in Ireland, there's always someone willing to chat to you. And this is so true. Maybe not so much of like my generation, but definitely with like our parents and our grandparents' generation, I find they're just like always wanting to chat to people all the time. And it's so sweet and so endearing. And even just like when you're out on a walk, like I find I always end up just like stopping and chatting to people. Yeah, I think Irish people in general are very friendly and welcoming, especially the old people. They're just so cute. They just want to have a chat with anyone. It's so mad as well when you compare the difference from like back home to, say, London, for example. Now, I know London is like not rep- not representative of the whole of England because even in Leeds, like people are quite friendly in Leeds and like Yorkshire in general. So I know London's not representative of the whole of England, but like people just don't talk to you in London. They actually don't give you the time of day. Or like, do you ever see those videos of people like screaming on the street in New York, like screaming for help and no one even bats an eyelid? Like people literally don't even look. I just think people in general are a lot more friendly and willing to, just willing to have a conversation with people. And you know what? I actually really, really noticed that when I did that road trip around Ireland. That was like when I had that stop in Donegal. But yeah, I basically did a road trip around Ireland going, doing, it's called the Wild Atlantic Way when you go up the west coast of Ireland. So you start, well, we started in Cork and then worked our way like right up to Donegal along the coast and I really noticed it then like people are just so friendly they always want to help you like we got a flat tire on our first night and the mechanic was genuinely the nicest person in the world and that was on my first day but there was just so many other times on that trip of like little do you notice little nice things that people do for you you know if we were camping at a campsite and we didn't have bug spray people were always like so willing to help and like offer you their things and if you 
I don't know, ran out of water or something for your van. People were just like so on it and so helpful. And it's just like such a nice way to be. All right, so moving on, someone else has said that their favorite... Oh no, so sorry. Someone else has said... I'm Scottish, but I literally adore the Northern Irish accent. It's beautiful. I have mixed feelings on our accent. (laughs) Sometimes I... No, I do actually really love our accent. If I could pick to have any accent in the world, though, I would probably choose a Dublin accent. I don't know why I'm really, really obsessed with a Dublin accent. I just think it's so, like... It's so endearing or something. I just... Yeah, I love a Dublin accent. But I I do like the Northern Irish accent. However, I hate hearing it on TV. Now, I don't mind hearing it on TV if it's a Northern Irish programme and everyone in it has a Northern accent. For example, in Dairy Girls, in... What else? In the fall. Well, actually, even then, though, the detective has has an English accent. I don't know, like... so in basically if it's all all actors have northern irish accents and not fake ones like legit ones <laughs> then it sounds fine yeah but see when you like hear a northern irish accent amongst english people on tv it actually makes me turn like oh it makes me cringe inside and i don't know why it just sounds like really ridiculous when it's like beside people speaking like really prop proper english which sounds bad because like not that we're not speaking proper English but it does like it does sound really dumb or something doesn't it oh it's so bad to say because I don't want to I don't want to be saying that like our accent makes us sound stupid because it doesn't like I do love our accent but there is just something about hearing it like when it's with English people that I really just don't like and it's definitely not I really, I don't know what it is because I love, I love hearing Irish accents on like all of my favourite podcasts are people from Ireland because I find it so comforting like when I'm sitting doing my makeup or getting ready or even just like doing stuff around the house I find it so comforting to listen to Irish accents so it's not that I have an issue with the Irish accent it's just something about it being on TV with English people that really gets me. Okay, so someone else has said that one of their favourite things about being Irish is Gaelic football. So this is another thing like speaking Irish that I just wish was more of a thing. Like Gaelic, you own, can, again, is kind of a similar thing. Like you only really do it if you go to Catholic school in the north. I assume it's kind of played everywhere down south, I guess. I don't really know. But I mean, you can play for clubs and stuff. Like you don't have to go to Catholic school to do it, but to kind of get into it from an early age, that is the way people would normally do it, like through school. So yeah, I really wish there was, because it, right, this is the thing. Boys have obviously football, rugby, what other sports are big amongst boys? Golf. I'm trying to think. I'm really trying to rack my brains here but I can't think of any more sports but anyway boys have like a lot of sports that they can like carry on when they leave school that are very like what's the word social and um like kind of mean you can still be part of a team but without like being doing a sport competitively do you know what I mean whereas girls like don't really have a huge amount of things like okay yeah you can do like hockey and netball at uni but there's not really just like clubs and like teams that you can just like play for 
and not really do competitively a lot of the sports that girls do you end up dropping once you no longer want to compete and I think that's really sad like I wish there was more team sports that girls could carry on and Gaelic is definitely one of them I remember being really jealous of like there was a couple of Irish people I knew in Australia and they like met up every Sunday to have like Gaelic training and I just remember thinking oh my god I wish I knew how to play Gaelic but I would literally make such a fool of myself if I went because I don't even know the rules of the sport but yeah I just like wish I had a team sport like that that I was able to do and just like kind of do it socially and not care about you know making the a team or or the first or whatever it is and just be able to have like a crack with people and then like have nights out and stuff with them after but yeah I think it's really sad that girls are kind of lacking in that in that department like why can't we have team sports that are carried on like boys just like go and play football all the time what can we do maybe we should all just take up Gaelic maybe we should all take up Gaelic and what else <laughs> I can't think of anything else golf's too boring I, li- I like tennis but tennis is obviously more like a two person or two to four person thing what other team sports are there if anyone has any suggestions of team sports that I can join that I don't need to be good at and I don't need to like make a first squad please let me know Okay, so someone has said that they love that everyone knows everyone from your town. Now, I think this can be a really nice thing sometimes. For example, when you are abroad, not even, or just just when you're anywhere outside of your hometown, basically. And if you were to meet someone that was kind of like around your age, that was from like near where you live, you're always either going to know them or have a mutual connection with them or there'll be, you know, there'll be something there. And that can be like quite nice and comforting sometimes. But also kind of knowing everyone, having that like everyone knows everyone kind of thing can also create a lot of like bitchiness sometimes. And like everyone knows your business. Yeah, I don't know. I think that can kind of be like a good and a bad thing there's also like small town syndrome you know where people that came up a lot actually in the in my negatives bit I'm actually the more I think about it the more I can't really be bothered talking about the negatives I know I said I would but I feel like we don't really need to discuss it do we I'm getting through these positives rightly and I can just talk about the negative sides to some things I don't really need to go through a whole list of them we don't need that we don't need that kind of energy but yeah, small town syndrome was definitely something that came up a lot. I don't personally don't come from a small town. I come from Belfast. But I would still say like like Belfast isn't a big city. So it's still very much a case of like everyone knowing everyone. And maybe not to the same degree as like a small town. But it definitely still exists. And I would say, although it's not like small town syndrome to... A certain degree I still think people in Belfast like don't like to see other people doing well or not necessarily doing well but to do anything like different from the norm obviously you do get support as well but you do like you've got two sides to it you know you've got people being really supportive being like oh good on her like she's doing what she wants to do like coming from Belfast and stuff and then you've got the complete opposite side of the spectrum of people being like who does she think she is type of thing which is really sad because why wouldn't you want people from where you live to do well, you know what I mean? Like it really just doesn't make any sense. 
why you wouldn't want them to do well. Right, so someone has said that their favourite thing about being Irish is that we all get each other and this is 100% true. I will give you an example of how much this is like ingrained in me that like I know that Irish, fellow Irish people will get me but like other people won't necessarily. So when I first moved to Leeds and I was on Tinder and I, or like Hinge, I don't know, whatever it was, like one of those apps and I was like, you know debating do this is kind of like when things were closed so this is when bar outside bars were open till 10 nothing else was open like shops were um and maybe it was when you had to eat i can't really remember but basically clubs weren't open yeah you couldn't just like go and like bump into people in a bar like you had to be sat at a table with people so basically if you wanted to meet anyone in that sense then you would have to like arranged to go with them so I was on one of those dating apps and I was like oh do I meet people and I had this fear in my head that I was like I actually can't bring myself to meet up with an English person here because what if I just get there and then they just don't understand me like they just don't get me they don't get my first of all there could be a bit of an accent barrier like loads of people kind of struggle to understand my accent which I think is a bit ridiculous. Like, come on, it's not that hard to understand. And then, so what if there's like a bit of a barrier in terms of like accents? And then what if they just like don't get me and my humour and like, and then then we just like have nothing to talk about? Whereas that wouldn't like never ever be a worry. Obviously with any first date, there's like a worry of like, are we going to get on? But this isn't, I wasn't thinking, are we going to get on? I was thinking like, are they actually, is there actually going to be anything to even speak about in the first place? Because there's like no mutual, no mutual ground on, I don't know how to explain it, but like, do you know what I mean? You probably, I feel like you'll get me if you're Irish. Like what if they literally just like, just don't get you whatsoever and yeah that just like really played in my mind so I never met anyone (laughs) like I don't even think I like messaged anyone back because I was just like no like imagine how awkward that would be okay so someone's favorite thing about being Irish is that we actually created Guinness the best pint in the world (laughs) now do you know what I'm actually not a huge Guinness lover I don't mind it I don't hate it but I'm just not one of the a big avid Guinness drinker I can drink one but I have to really be in the mood for it and I have to not be eating like it's very heavy on your stomach yeah I I can have one and then that's me done for the night but I feel like that's the same with any stout like stout in general is just quite like it's just a lot do you know what I mean I'm very much more of an IPA kind of gal yeah my dad can seriously put away Guinness like he would literally go through a crate in a, in a day. In a day? In a night. It's so mad the amount of people, though, that, like, will just only drink that. Like, when I worked in a bar in Belfast, I swear to God, like, 90% of the drinks I was pouring was pints of Guinness. So, yeah, people do love it. I still, to this day, as well, haven't been to the Guinness factory in Dublin I really want to go. I don't know why I still haven't gone. I feel like it's just one of those things that I just, like every time I go to Dublin, I just forget that it's there. And then when I'm, then when I leave, I'm like, oh fuck, I forgot again. But yeah, I do actually really want to go to the Guinness factory. (laughs) Leading on from that, someone 
The same person actually has said that one of their favourite things is the way we use any event or minor change in weather as an excuse to drink. (laughs) This is so true, but I really don't know if this is like a good or a bad thing. Um, But yeah, we do like anything that happens, whether, you know, you get a new job or even if you leave your job or you have a baby or you get married, like literally if you do anything it could actually just be like the tiniest thing as well then use it as an excuse to drink also the change in weather so true like if the sun comes out everyone's like yo the sun's out let's go for pints if it's cold and the weather's shit or it's snowing it's like well there's nothing else to do so let's go for drinks (laughs) but yeah do you know what I don't actually think this is necessarily a very good thing because the whole like drinking culture in Ireland definitely comes from there actually being like not really much else to do because if you look at like other countries where there's like loads of things to do where they don't have as big of a drinking culture it's because they it's because they get good weather and because there's more like culture and there's more things for them to do aside from just like getting drunk um so yeah I mean as fun as it is it's not necessarily a great thing I would say oh this one's good okay so someone has said that they love that the lads aren't so full-on and that it's what we're used to and she said can't deal with like the way men are so forward on holiday so this yeah this is really true um like Irish guys are just like not as I guess intense and upfront and like forward as other people like literally in Australia people would just come up to you and just like tell you you were good looking and ask you if you wanted to go on a date and that like that was, I literally had a boyfriend <laughs> like people are so full-on and yeah Irish boys are really not like that also even just like the difference in England like a lot of boys here I would say in well just like yeah across the UK I guess like yeah I would say Scotland Wales and England they would like kind of go out to I, I hate this phrase but they would like go out to pull do you know what I mean like they'd go out to like find a girl basically whereas like I just don't get that vibe from Irish boys in Belfast like well especially in Belfast anyway sorry yeah people aren't really like focused on that whatsoever like it's actually really rare for people to like properly come on to you like that which is really good because you can just like enjoy your night without people bothering you and like you can just yeah you can just focus on having a good night with your friends but yeah that that kind of like culture of like going out on oh I hate the phrase but like on the pool uh, (laughs) is definitely a lot more of a thing I would say in like outside of Ireland it can also sometimes though be a little bit annoying do you know what I mean like I think it's definitely more of a good thing but there are times you know when you like someone and then and they're just like not they're just not being forward at all like they're not giving you anything they're being really held back but you know they do like you but it's like but they're they're just not used to being like that either and you're like come on give me something here yeah I guess it can be a little bit frustrating where that's concerned but in general I think it's a really really good way to be and yeah it does make like you know like Essex lads and stuff it makes them seem like so full-on you're like oh get away from me 
Okay, so someone has said that um, one of their favorite things about being Irish is being family orientated. This is definitely very true. I do find like, obviously it's a bit of a generalization and I'm not saying that like other families across the whole world aren't family orientated at all, but there is something about like big Irish families that are very like I just yeah I do I do find that people in Ireland in general are more family orientated like I remember people finding it really shocking that I like spoke to my family every day and stuff when I wasn't at home just little things like that and also I just think like in other countries there's more of like a more people like go away to boarding school and and just kind of have less like interaction I guess with their family they're just not as close especially with like extended family like I'd be like not super super close but I would like be close enough with all my cousins and you know we'd go for family dinners and and do like Christmas and stuff together whereas like a lot of people would be like oh no like I can't remember the last time I saw my cousins we don't really speak or you know if there's been like family fallout stuff like that so yeah I do think it is a really nice thing that the Irish are very family oriented oh yes this one is very true for me okay so someone has said that they feel very safe here in Ireland and that when they were in America they were constantly paranoid about getting shot walking around yeah Jesus I was constantly thinking that when I was in America it was actually terrifying (laughs) but yeah I feel so safe when I'm in Ireland even the difference between uh, being in Belfast and being in Leeds is crazy I would never well I do walk I do walk home on my own like there are times when I just like have to you know like from dance and stuff like I don't finish dance until 10 o'clock at night some nights and I have to get the bus home and then it is like a little bit of a walk from the bus stop to my house at times like that it's fine no you know I, I can deal with that but like do you know like late at night if I've had a few drinks and stuff I would never ever be walking home on my own yeah I'm just a lot more conscious of things happening to me whereas I in Ireland I feel so safe like if I couldn't get a taxi home at night and I was drunk I would have no issues walking home on my own obviously obviously not if I was like paralytic I wouldn't want to be like stumbling home but do you know what I mean like I I would never think twice about it I would never think that anything bad was going to happen to me whereas when I do find like anytime I am on my own in Leeds and it's dark like I'm really really on edge and I'm walking around you know like constantly turning my head looking all around me kind of like always like ready to run (laughs) it sounds really bad but um yeah I just like I feel so safe at home compared to here and it's the same with pretty much like anywhere else I've been I always think I feel the safest in in Ireland oh this is a good one you know someone has said that their favorite thing about being Irish is the Ulster fry hangover fry doesn't hit the same without soda bread and potato bread I so agree with this see when you meet people and you're like oh my god have you not had an Irish breakfast or like an Ulster fry or whatever you want to call it like people here haven't tried soda bread and potato bread I'm sorry but that is a sin also you literally can't buy it anywhere like I've well, actually, someone told me once, apparently, you can find it in some Asda's. It's not, like, the same as back home where you can literally just get, like, potato bread and soda bread in any corner shop or anything. So that sucks because a fry is definitely not the same without them. But, oh, you know, it's so sad. Like, soda bread is always made with buttermilk. So since I've been vegan, I haven't really been able to eat it. I can You can get vegan potato bread easy enough. Like, the te- I'm pretty sure the Tesco potato bread is vegan. But, yeah, how sad is that? I can't eat soda bread. Oh, it's so shit. I need to, like, learn how to make it or something. But I have literally no patience for baking. I'm just not a baker whatsoever. 
yeah for anyone out there listening to this that hasn't tried like a proper Ulster fry up or Irish fry up whatever you want to call it please go to your nearest Irish bar for brunch and get a big Irish fry you will thank me later Oh, this is a really nice one. Okay, so someone has said, we've had such a big impact on the world for such a tiny country, from Gaelic football to Riverdance, Irish slang and St Paddy's Day and Irish bars. This is so true. I have literally never thought about this. But yeah, we're such a tiny country. Like, if you look at us on the map, you can barely see us there compared to a lot of places. And yeah, we have had such a huge impact I guess on the, not impact but like it's mad that these things are like recognized all across the world globally I still haven't seen Riverdance and I'm absolutely raging about it I need to see it I love Irish dancing so much I used to do Irish dancing when I was younger but I think I stopped it when I was doing more of like the, the other types of dance I was doing I think I had to kind of let something go and that was it but I, oh, I wish I kept it on like it would be so nice to be able to well <laughs> When I've had a drink, if I'm in an Irish bar and there's Irish music playing, all of a sudden I think I can Irish dance again, but I actually can't. Like, I literally don't remember how you do anything. But yeah, drunk me apparently remembers a lot of Irish dancing. I would love to get back into it. It'd be really fun. Oh my God. Someone has said that one of their favorite things about being Irish is our Chinese takeaways. And do you know what? what like this is so true why can you not get good Chinese takeaways anywhere outside of Ireland I swear to god it's just not the same like Irish Chinese takeaways hit different like they're actually another level of good I know it's not authentic Chinese food whatsoever however it is good shit like I I genuinely you can't find food like that anywhere else I've ordered Chinese food from Leeds. I've ordered it from... No, there is one that's good around the corner from me, but it's just not... It's not up there. I've ordered Chinese food in Glasgow. I've ordered it in Australia. And it's literally just never hits the same. Like, I don't know what it is, but we seem to just get the Chinese takeaway to a tea. Also, no one even knows what we're talking about half the time. Like, no one no one else knows what... um like a spice bag is or like a three-in-one or a two-in-one um I'm trying to think of what else there is that we like have Chinese takeaway lingo for (laughs) you know the way we call everything salted chili I never know actually is it salted chili or salt and chili I think I'm pretty sure it's salt so no salt salt (laughs) salted chili salted chili chicken or salt and chili salt and chili chicken I don't know I genuinely don't know if anyone wants to tell me what it is I'd be highly appreciative but yeah um they don't call it that in England they call it salt and pepper which I'm sorry but I can't get on board with it it really pains me to say it on the phone every time I order it salt and pepper chicken like no sorry it's salted chili but to be fair the Chinese that's literally 200 meters from my house where I live in Leeds is completely vegan like who would have thought you'd get an all vegan Chinese so it, it is good where that's concerned but like their curry sauce is just not up to scratch and their salted chilli seasoning again not up to scratch but I do appreciate that they've got like vegan chicken vegan duck vegan they've even got like vegan prawns vegan lamb like it's actually mad so you know I can deal with it for now yeah it's really good obviously where that's concerned for like the vegan alternatives but they could really do with like a 
wee cooking lesson from someone from from one of the Belfast Chinese takeaways. Okay, so finally, I'm going to do this as the last one. Someone's favourite thing about being Irish is the slang. And that's going to bring us on to our slang of the week. I didn't do this last week. I, was, I think I was just going to do this with Robin, but like, I might as well just do it every week. And then I'll also do it with Robin. Okay, what are we going to, what slang am I going to teach you this week? Right, I'll do this because this is actually a really good one. And I, first of all, I didn't realise this was slang until I moved to Leeds and my housemates were like, what is she saying? And second of all, when you actually break it down, it doesn't make any sense. And so I don't know how I didn't realise that it was slang because it genuinely, like, it doesn't make sense. Okay, so what it is, is the phrase is, I'm away here okay but you say it really quickly and it's like when you're leaving the house so you're like I'm away here and it basically just means like I'm leaving now but <laughs> so yeah it, it when you actually break it down like okay it doesn't make any sense to say I'm away for a start like it makes sense to say I'm away on holiday I think does that make does that even make sense I don't even know if anyone outside of Ireland would say that like I'm away on holiday I feel like people would just say I'm on holiday but anyway so I'm away itself doesn't make any sense and then just just to add on here at the end also doesn't make any sense like we say here as if like in replace of now almost no one else does that here obviously means like when something is here in your presence so to just but we love adding on here and like sure to the end of sentences so you could literally say anything and then just like add sure on the end of it or or even like at the start I always say here at the start of sentences as well actually I'd be like here will you grab me that glass of water or here can you grab me a pint of milk when you're out like I'll always say or just like oh here remember we saw so and so like the other week I say here so much and it actually doesn't make any sense but it's just like one of those slang words like that you can kind of just like put anywhere like you can actually just put it at the start or end of literally any sentence but yeah my slang my slang phrase for the week is I'm away here and all of my house have started saying it because it was like the first thing they latched onto where they were like, literally, what are you saying? And then I was like, I'm away here. And they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, I'm going, like, I'm away, bye. <laughs> and now anytime my fr- like my housemate Annie, anytime she's leaving the house, she always puts on my accent and she's like, I'm away here. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's quite a good one. Next time you're leaving the house, try and drop that one, see if anyone understands you. <laughs> it's such a good phrase, isn't it? It's so much better than just being like, I'm leaving, bye. Thank you all so much for tuning into this week's podcast. Uh, Yeah, I decided I'm not bothering with the negatives. I'm like 45 minutes into this. I don't need to discuss any negatives. First of all, I don't have time. And second of all, we don't need that negative energy. So (laughs) positive things only about Ireland, yeah? Anyway, love you all lots and thank you for listening. I'll speak to you on the next podcast. I'm away here. Bye.